we shouldn't decide now. That's a good idea. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm like spiritually ready for action. Blood, blood for Dracula. No, no, no. It's great though. <laughs> it's 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 actually blood for Dracula is more enjoyable than flesh for Frankenstein because it's like bad in a different way. No, it's bad in the exact same way. It's just that hey! I, I, in my memory, the story is a little bit more coherent and maybe a little bit more fun. How many gallbladders? That's none. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's a good thing. But that's why I wanted to start with Flesh for Frankenstein, because it's so bad and so also like, what? The yeah. gallbladder thing? I I printed my notes out for this thing probably a little too large. <laughs> so now I have this 10-page fucking book. Yeah, man. But none of it makes sense. Welcome to an all-new Criterionauts. I'm one of your Criterionauts, Joey. I'm your other Criterionaut, Chris. And we watched, for this episode, The Tree of Life. Criterion number 942 from 2011. 139 minutes. Easy breezy. IMDb <laughs> score of 6.8 with 154,898 votes. Rotten Tomato score of 85% with 272 reviews. So, I had not seen this. Are you taking a photo right now? You, you don't know. Okay, I'll just, let me look professional. Is that good? Is your eyes open? No. <laughs> look off to the side with my eyes closed. All right, um, I forgot to load up the Criterion site for this, so you, one moment, please. To see what Criterion has to say for themselves. Uh, I okay. I have a very complicated relationship with this movie, and I just finished it this morning. I wonder if you do, because I had I have questions for you about okay. it. About my feelings. Well, as a as a as a new father, yeah. Like what what was the experience like for you of watching? Like the birth and death of a family, as told as like memories, like every everything is like a pastiche of half remembered things and dreams and yeah. I at first, okay, full disclosure, I was a little high. <laughs> and last you're night, under arrest. <laughs> last night, I started it at yes. at like midnight because it was the only time I could figure out how to like sneak out here and start watching my art movies. That's right. Um, so I had already taken my evening medication, or my evening tea, as I call it, uh. my herbal tea, uh, and I started watching this movie, and there, there was a point where I'm like, is this about, did this family have twins and then one of them die? And if that was the case, <laughs> I was going to be really upset. Like, Chris... That's not what it's about. You, I know. Uh, but, like, for about ten minutes, I had no idea. Because of the way certain things are cut in this, I couldn't tell how many kids they had for a while. Oh, no, it's it's radically confusing. <laughs> the, the the style, it, like, Malik was almost... It's like he was pioneering, like, an accidental editing technique <laughs> where he's flashing to different parts of the film, past and future, sometimes seemingly at random. Yeah. Well... Which he has continued that technique. In his I, don't, later I, don't, I don't know if I could do it again. The, the, okay. <laughs> well, don't worry. You don't have to because the Criterion Collection saw movies like To the Wonder and they're like, yeah, no, I don't think so. That's <laughs> I think not we're good. That's the, not. Here's the thing about this, and I'm, I'm giving away my ending to this before we even really get going here. I think this movie's great. Okay. Interesting. I hate this movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, did I tell you? 
yeah, my yeah, relationship like, like to my this movie. Favorite movie I can't recommend to anyone. Or something well, like and that. I and I the, I saw it the night it came out <clears throat> with friends, and I the movie ended. I laughed out loud in the theater. <laughs> I laughed out loud and went, "What? Seriously? Like that's the ending? Yeah. Fuck you, movie." And I, I was like, that is the most pretentious movie I've ever seen in my whole life. Ever. And and I was like, fuck that movie. And then I was thinking about it that whole night. And then I had dreams about it. And then I was oh, thinking man. about it the whole next day. And I was like, God, I can't stop thinking about this movie. And I said that to my buddy, Sam, who also saw it. And, and he had the same experience, although he, he liked it the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was like... Well, should we go back and see it again? So we saw it again the next night, and I fucking loved it because it, it it's so, it's so. I, I mean, it's not even a non-conventional narrative. It's almost a non-narrative yeah. movie, and so when you are relieved of the the burden of preconceived notions <laughs> of, about to what, follow it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once once you can go, oh, I'm just gonna let this happen. I I think that. I think it really frees you up to just let the movie wash over you. Which is the only way you can experience it, because if you try to look at it any other way, it's going to drive you nuts. You mean if you're watching it to prepare for a podcast and you're trying to like write things down? That's I wrote. I think I told you that I texted you that like <laughs> the second note I made was, good luck trying to synopsize this film. Because like, shot to shot, it's like... And, <clears throat> and some of the material, which I believe was shot like 20 years apart, not like Boyhood with the okay. kids. Is that him too? That's not him too. Who? Terrence Malick. Hashtag him too? Yeah. That's not a thing. Um, no. Okay, okay. In the movie? No, just the, mo- the movie Boyhood isn't a Terrence No, 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 no. That's, that's Richard Linklater. Oh, okay. Um, but it, some a lot of the like weird, esoteric desert nature? scapes nature um, oh uh, one of my all the birth and death of the universe cosmos uh outtakes <laughs> um okay i think this is going to be a little bit of a less standard format for for this episode because i don't think we can do really a normal format in going through it no um here's what criterion has to say before we get too far in uh, about the tree of life Four decades into an already legendary career, Terrence Malick realizes, realized his most rapturous vision to date, tracing a story of childhood, wonder, and grief to the outer limits of time and space. Reaching back to the dawn of creation, Malick sets a story of boyhood memories on a universal scale, charting the coming of age of an awestruck child, newcomer Hunter McCracken, in Texas in 1950s as he learns to navigate the extremes of nature and grace represented by his bitter, often tyrannical father and his ethereal, nurturing mother uh, achieved with the aid of cinematographer Emmanuel Lubezki Chivo. and production designer Jack Fisk, the Palme d'Or, Fisky. d'Or, d'Or winning the Tree of Life marks the intimately personal, cosmically ambitious culmination of Malik's singular approach to filmmaking boy (laughs) i and how got four minutes into this when i first started watching it because i was at work and one of our coworkers sat down and i paused it and i just turned around was like i fucking hate this (laughs) and i read her the beginning quote 
which is on screen before anything happens. <laughs> That's right. Which is, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth, when the morning stars sang together, and all the songs of God shouted for joy? From Job, bunch of numbers. Yeah, when you quote the book of Job at the <laughs> beginning, you know you're in for a good time at the movies, for sure. Good for Lord. sure. The book of Job, the book of suffering. <laughs> This okay, you're welcome. I didn't know what this was, so I, you know, I started. <laughs> I just saw one of my notes that says, "Am I in a tampon commercial?" <laughs> <laughs> it's. I didn't know like the format of this. I thought at some point it would calm down. Yeah, like normalize into like okay, we're past the the montage bit, and now like the the movie's gonna start. Nope, nope. it doesn't. No, never. it never stops. So I the think, camera almost never stops moving too. This is the only movie I've ever seen where, like, 90% of the movie is shot with crotch cam. (laughs) It, like, the camera is below waistline and up for almost all of it. Well, because it's like Time Bandits. Like, and and he, he, oh, what? I own it. I have not seen it. You know, there's a criterion Time Bandits. Yes, I own it. Oh, okay. Well, I have not seen it. Oh, isn't that interesting? Uh, 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 if only you had a podcast where you were forcing yourself to watch Criterion movies. I, I try not to watch ones I'm just going to like straight out love, though. I feel like I'm going to love that movie. I love the lure. I don't do too. I didn't know, though. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, hindsight. Yeah. It's Maybe th- someday. It's at least 30, 80. Is that good? Is that even a real <laughs> I don't vision? Think it's a, no. I don't think I so. I think either. you can see through walls over 3080. I love like those magic eye posters. Mm, that's not through a wall. <laughs> Says you. <laughs> you just can't see it then. Mm-mm. You just got to defocus not, your eyes. Not doing the the magic eye. Good magic enough. eye. Um I I didn't know what this was and just kind of sitting down to type out what I'm seeing. It's literally like every edit is somewhere else. Yep. So. Transports you. If you take a step back from this thing and look at it as a whole, it's really great because it is how you remember like your life or your childhood or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's these fragmented bits that don't even connect to anything that it, <clears throat> that is like happening around certain events. So right. there's like this moment. I wanted to ask you about it, see if you had, knew what was going on. But there's a moment where there's like some guy collapsed in a yard next to a bike, and the mom is carrying one of the sons away, like trying to make him like not look at it. And people are scurrying around in the background. It, it's like a 15 second cut. There's, it's like I, I, I mean, I, I, I actually don't remember what you're talking about, yeah. but I mean, there are a lot of things like that where there's like, there's just like, there's a house that's suddenly on fire, and there's a kid that had like half the back of his head burned, and that's yeah. the end. Like, who, who are these people? What house is that? I think I, to me, it was just, it was another like weird pastiche in you know a memory of a thing that happened, and that like you barely have that memory. Yeah. His because the kid's memory really is of his mom. You know, whisking him away and protect I me. Mean, there's a there's a lot of a lot of love of that mother. Yeah, this movie is in love with that mother because it's Jessica Chastain. And we she also kind of seems love. like kind of Looney Tunes sometimes in the movie. Yeah, she really likes to wash her feet off. Yeah, do you think Malik has a foot thing? Is he like the, a Tarantino? Is he the original Tarantino? Well, I mean, 
this basically does one of the most hardcore Tarantino means I've ever seen in a movie ever. We start with the the mom finding out one of the deaths of their kids has occurred. Yeah. And then we Tarantino so hard, we go back to dinosaur times. Yeah. We go back to the birth of the universe. I love it. Like they fell asleep on the rewind button. They're like, oh, fuck. Oh, I guess we'll just go with it. Maybe it's like that episode, that the episode uh, three of the Showtime Twin Peaks, where clearly David Lynch saw the editor like just scrubbing Scrub. back and forth in an avid and was yeah. like, that's what we're going to do. It's just going to be that. I'm like, well, uh, how, yeah, do it. Screen record. The end. Hooray. I guess so, David. I, I hope he talks like that all the time. He definitely does. Really? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like uh, Inspector, what's his face? Gadget? <laughs> no, what's his name in the with the hearing aid? Uh, special Agent. Like, that is, we'll never like, know. Making him deaf is fucking brilliant because oh, yeah. he didn't have to act. It's yeah, so good. Yeah, he just good. shouts. Yeah. It's so good. So, anyway... We are back at the birth of the universe, which yeah. I had kind of forgotten. I, I read like the, the Criterion synopsis before I watched the movie, and they mentioned something about the dawn of time. Oh, no. Yeah. So I, at first, I had forgotten about it. Don't worry. Okay, Again, good. super high. So I like back <laughs> at the beginning of the birth of the universe, I'm like, are we seeing like, where, where did I, like, is this hell? Are we seeing like somebody's soul go to heaven and then now there's fire? Is like, my what? soul going to heaven? Am I dying? <laughs> Did I die tonight? Um, <laughs> I I I completely forgot what it was, and then like as I realized what we were going through, one I was like, "This is amazing." Yeah. I could never do this. No, it's so and then amazing. right in the same breath, I'm like, "I fucking hate this," and it is not entertaining. <laughs> but I admire the shit out of it because. It's such an ethereal thing that you're oh, trying yeah. to convey. The fact that he's able to do it in a way that is like somewhat coherent mm -hmm. and I like shooting things that like how do you like all right, I'm gonna shoot the birth of the universe. Like what do you even begin to use as like your base? Well, especially when you've got like all of cinema to contend with. And this is like, it's like the 2001 of movies about an American family in the suburbs. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, well, what is the birth of the creation of the universe? And, and uh, I, I had forgotten cause I, that's a very, that whole section, that's the real polarizing part of the movie really? that people were like, why? Oh, what about, you mean when it's suddenly there's dinosaurs, <laughs> which I definitely felt when I saw saw it the first time yeah and i <clears throat> i had forgotten how early that happens in the movie in my memory it was like halfway through it's yeah. like it's like 30 minutes in yeah 20 20 minutes like everybody the mom uh jessica chastain i don't think we ever hear names of people so jessica chastain mother, mother father, father brother, brother all find out that one Jack. of is that was that a name in it? Yeah, Jack is the oldest boy, the that, the, the the littlest serial killer, the the young Sean boy. Penn. Yeah, little Sean Penn. Okay, who we, we skipped right over the part where where Sean Penn. It's like we our introduction to Sean Penn is Sean Penn wakes up and his wife looks all sad and it looks like actual Sean Penn actually just woke up, <laughs> which is sort of I think that informed his entire. Uh, his entire uh, experience like his in this movie he looks like they like on a series of days they like he woke up 
Like maybe he was in like a box or something like in the game, like Michael Douglas. He wakes up, they let him out, and he doesn't know where he is. He's disoriented. He doesn't know what's going on, and there's a camera filming him. That, that his, his whole performance felt like, oh, we're, I'm in a building now. I'm in a building. Is this a meeting? I'm on the like phone. He doesn't know he's in a movie. Where or am I? The... Yeah, he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so we see everybody get their bad news, and then that's when... He, like Sean Penn is starting to remember his brother, right. he remembers too far back and has to go through the creation <laughs> of the universe. I'm like, oh, wait. He okay, did ayahuasca. Do, and, yeah, like, how yeah. do I get back to my brother? Okay, so first there was an explosion in space, and then <laughs> there was, like, this floating labia fish, and then there was some dinosaurs, and then my brother was born. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much about right. Yeah. That, that takes us up to the present. <laughs> or the past, the near past. Um. Those dinosaurs did not look very good. Those have not aged well. They, hey, man. The actions of them is really good, and you're just be like, oh, look, that dinosaur stepped on another dinosaur's head but didn't kill him. That proves God exists. Is that is that what you got out of it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what I got. Again, super high. I like that it's like, because you see so much of, of like boys, you know, just children kind of like pushing the boundaries and... Uh, you know, fucking around and establishing dominance and, you know, playing basically. Mm -hmm. There's so much playing, you know, in, in the childhood of these kids. Yeah. And to me, what I get out of it is that he's saying it's always been like that. Like childhood is the same for the universe, for dinosaurs, for for children in the, the American suburbs. Like it's all the same. Just kids running through smoky DDT poison. (laughs) That was that moment. I was like, like I laughed out loud and was like, "Oh, they're gonna get real sick." Yeah, there's smoke in the whole neighborhood in DDT. Um, yeah, it eventually turns into Sean Penn. So, so something happened. <laughs> something bad happened. That's what DDT will do to yeah. you. Uh, so we forgot to bring up too the very thing that opens and it's kind of happens three or four times through the movie is this swirling color like like a cosmic flame. Mm-hmm. That's is that God? I don't know. That's a good question. It could be. I mean, that's a good interpretation of it. Is it God? Is it? Is it the fl- you know the flame of existence, the flame of consciousness, which maybe some people call God? Let me ask you a follow up question. Do you think he knows what that is, Malik? Yeah. I bet he doesn't. I bet he wouldn't say this is God. This. It's not like in the audio commentary on Basic Instinct where Paul Verhoeven is like, this is when you realize that Katrin Tramelli is the devil and that she is the devil. And she, you're like, I didn't I get that at all. I don't think you actually put that in the movie. Mm. I don't think he would, I don't think Malik would have that kind of um, ridiculous answer nor that accent. And I think that he would, he probably wouldn't explain it because I bet uh, he, he has a feeling to. about it. Like that's, I was trying to explain to my girlfriend, like the, it's not like a narrative. It's the, the movie. It's not like a story. It's like a feeling. The whole movie is like a feeling. Yeah. Which is and super gross. It. It's, it's a gross thing to say, but it, it, it works. Well, it was a lot, a lot of, there's a lot of gross stuff to come. Ew. Get ready. When the mics turn off, it's going to get weird. I have written at the 25-minute timestamp. Yeah. What the fuck have I been watching for 10 minutes? <laughs> it was Which, it the shot of the building with the swarm of bugs and birds for like a minute? It, it must have been in the middle of... Oh, okay. 
This is definitely because I said, uh, is this swirling thing God? God celestial body, dot, 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 wanky, wanky. Well, you really I, were high. I was, I was in a place. I guess so. I'm, uh, I'm, should I call somebody? No. Is this a medical emergency? Well, here too, it's like fire in space. Are we in bad space hell now? It was like before I realized we were, we rewound too far. Are you sure it was just weed? No. <laughs> but, it, okay. Once I, once I like realized what we were doing, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to strap in. I'll deal with this. And then- there was a moment where, in this memories of stuff, Jessica Chastain, Chastain, mother, 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 Joey. That's again what what you just heard Chris do is how every line in the movie is delivered. It's a whisper into your head. What if we did this whole podcast? <laughs> I thought in about style, it. Of talk- it would be so terrible. <laughs> Ghost chairs. <laughs> she like was dancing, and then she just like turns sideways and is like dancing through the air in the front yard. It's one edit, uh-huh. and I'm like, it almost gave me a panic attack. It's pretty cool. No, it freaked <laughs> me out, and I turned my computer off and went to bed. <laughs> oh no, that you, you had the experience that I had during the uh, the Sony PlayStation VR shark encounter when I had to. <laughs> throw the VR helmet off of my head. I was like, no, I'm done. I can't do this. Hate this technology. That shark is going to kill me. It's all bad. (laughs) Um, I I love that. I love that. Those, that series of cuts. It's, it's cause it's so comes out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And, and she's moving in a way that is so, uh, rapid and fluid and unnatural that it, it, and and you're like, wait, there are several points in the movie which, <clears throat> and I think it's intentionally uh, obtuse in in Malik's way, uh, where you're like, it, w- think supernatural things are happening, and you're like, is this a movie about ghosts? Like, <laughs> and, which uh, honestly, I'm not entirely sure. It's not a movie about ghosts because it, it's certainly about about life, birth, life, and death. And about loss and about acceptance of that. But Are memories just ghost thoughts? Wow. <laughs> like, also, if you think about, like, our memories ghosts? Because they're not, they're not, it's, uh, our memories are just as soon as they're captured in our memory, they're not Super objective anymore. Yeah, they're not objective at all. It's, it's all process through perspective and 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 you 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 know what you the moment that you were in there i feel like they did it a couple times and it was all centered around mother which was like floaty dancing thing and there was another thing where she's like in this acrylic like a snow white casket yeah Yeah. but it's just like a cut that stands Mm -hmm. on its own and it like means uh, nothing. I, I I think I to me here's what I took from it. Okay, it was it was it was the sort of because I I think what happens eventually is the mom definitely died before the dad. Ma, I I feel like mom's dead, and like with Sean in Sean Penn's era, his, yeah. But mom, you know, obviously mom was the source of love, and it probably shattered the family even more. And the uh, what what I took from from that was the sort of 
the fear when when your mother as a child when your mother is the center of your universe that fear that she is going to no longer be with you and sort of a childish rationalization that she still is. Mm. That's what I took from it. No, I I could see that. And they, they do a really good job of making the Brad Pitt character throughout this thing really complicated. Yeah. Because there are, like, as a new dad, I'm watching it, and he has this relationship with his sons, which is very 1950s. Like, call me sir, you call me father, not dad. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very, like, stern, but, like, in his eyes, I'm sure, fair. Like, he he's teaching lessons that he feels like they need to know. Right. But to be men. Yeah, because the mom is taking care of, like, the emotional end of everything. Right. So there are a couple scenes in the movie which are, like, profoundly uncomfortable Oof. like when he wants he to punish a kid he locks everybody in separate rooms yeah and, and like you can tell the mom just kind of is not happy in in the way i'm sure a lot of people of the time were like you just kind of st- stay your role or whatever and i don't like that was kind of around the time where i'm like this better not be a twin thing because i already feel like this is all super complicated and it was like if i see like one of the twins die and then have to deal with these parents i can't do that That chris dies tomorrow (laughs) yeah um to, to lighten the mood here for a second okay so this is during the universe being recreated i i kind of spaced out and for a page just wrote down what i imagined was happening behind the scenes of making this movie oh Okay, so there's one image in particular that really stood out to me, and it was what I I called the labia fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're seeing like life start to happen, and mm-hmm. it literally just looks like a vagina swimming through the ocean. It might be. It might be. Anyway, okay, and then there's a space nucleus, and then I want the cell to enter the glob for it to be kind of sexy, though. No, with <laughs> with the corkscrew. Sperms. You're Terrence Malick right now. Yeah, yeah. Can I can I throw in some jellyfish? As long as you put in those red blood cell donuts from Look Who's Talking. And then the guy's like, <laughs> fucking on it. So I found this fish thing that looks like a floating labia. Stop talking, you had me at labia. <laughs> that was the last thing I said. Shut the fuck up, there's a dinosaur. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't hear you through this pile of hammerhead sharks. How many times do I have to tell you, stop dicking around with sharks and put more dinosaurs in? <laughs> I'm like I was just typing as I'm like looking at this thing. Like I did not reread this at all. This I'm worried. I'm worried about you. I think it, you're really going through something. I I am, but <laughs> thanks nothing. for listening, everybody. Yeah, this is the last episode. <laughs> um, that was about when I realized what this movie was, and I my my stuff starts to get really spaced out, and I realized that the points of the movie aren't really the point of the movie. Right. And, and I just kind of let it wash over me at that point. Oh, that's good. I, I was really upset that everything was still done like this. <laughs> it's it's tough to when you're watching it on a computer, especially. I, yeah, I'm sure in theater like that would yeah, the mix works much to, better, yeah. or even just on TV. You know, if you have decent, you know, a sound bar, even like yeah. I don't know it's, why I said that so like dismiss a soundbar. I have a soundbar. That's what I, I that's what I have. have. That's my bar. highest end now at this point. There okay. 
there's a, a, a huge portion of this that tracks up the dinosaurs getting extinct. But now we're back, and Sean Penn is still in his movie, kind of, where he's walking around like a weird beach with, mm-hmm. with some rocks, walking after some young lady. And I think right there is where we start to track um, his family's history after the birth of the universe. So we see his parents falling in love, getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, he's born. His brother's born. And then they have they have a sister, or is it all three boys? It's all boys. All boys. At that point, I was saying, I this is before uh, Dad Pitt kind of went off the rails and started <laughs> being a little too intense. Yeah. Um, but I was like, <laughs> this movie made me sneeze. Um, I was I was like, I kind of want to live in Malik's version of relationships in childhood. Like there's so little talking. It's just like <laughs> smiling and running around so much running frolicking. around. Yeah. Frolicking is the right word. My, my, the first page of my notes, um, was, uh, these families are all having fun in the way. No real family ever has fun. <laughs> frolicking, hanging on tree ropes and chasing each other. Maybe this is the fifties. Or like the Texas in the fifties. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, we, I don't even know if there's like any big moments that happen until like the last sequence on the beach, but you just kind of see these two brothers grow up, which they smartly, even though I feel at first I was like, this is cheating. They, they hang in like a certain time period Mm -hmm. where, before we saw this whole thing built up and then they kind of hit when the kids were young and we stay there instead of having them grow up and like be in high school and in college and all that. Um, it stays where they're, I don't know, like 12 to 15 or something. Mm -hmm. Um, and the big sort of thing, early adolescence, yeah, pre-adolescence into early adolescence. You see them do the shit that you that those kids of that age do, like throwing rocks and breaking windows, like or... starting uh, neighborhood gangs of <laughs> roving gangs of children yeah. who just are up to mischief, or you know, uh, being a real creep and following a girl home, and then or like breaking into a woman's house and stealing her lingerie, like a real serial killer. Like this guy, this is like early Ted Bundy. But shit. at least he felt bad about it and threw it in the river so he didn't get that's weirder (laughs) it's weirder i guess it isn't as weird as hiding it in the woods which he was gonna do in case what's he gonna do it is he gonna like yeah Yeah. he's gonna like masturbate with it well no that's this is already after that we'd cut that part out of the memory you choose to forget that part of the memory oh man that's that was my read that's therapy (laughs) um the the big sort of running theme is the divide between the mom and the dad, uh, between Pitt and Jessica. And the dad character is super sad in that he's, he works at this job that he took, I think to make money instead of following his musical career, which is something you can tell he's really into Mm -hmm. with like his, he plays organ at church and plays piano at home all the time. And then they close that plant. And this is way later. I'm jumping ahead, but it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, the the movie's like this. Yeah. 
Um, but he had all these patents too, and, and he, he yes. was he was he was so he he really made a because he wanted he was just like fuck it if I'm not going to follow my dreams at least I'm going to get rich and then he didn't yeah. get rich he just kept getting his ideas I think he was kept getting his ideas ripped off yeah and, he you see him in court a couple times yeah and it just never works out for him. he gets fucked on his patents so every everything kind of goes the wrong way and it puts a little bit of like the sternness of that character into perspective in that he's trying to sort of get his kids used to the idea that this is how the world is right um the world just fucks you time and time again nothing ever works out steal yourself to it kids you need to be strong because everything is profoundly unfair is that how you're going to raise your kids yes yes 100 (laughs) percent like every morning to wake them up i'm gonna hit them in the side of the head just to show them how hard like the day will be just like whack be like that old Folgers commercial and wake them up with a song. The best part <laughs> of waking up is nothing. Your day is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Start to finish. Get up, kids. It's already downhill. It's like yeah. when you open your eyes, it's only going to get worse. Um, Drink this coffee. So it, What are you, five? It, it's tough because it's it feels so very real. And I, I'm sure there are a lot of people that have gone through that exact thing and you all your plans and all your skills and all that shit doesn't really pan out to be anything you thought it was going to be and it's so not entertaining to watch because it is so real that is another reason i dislike this because it is it's really good about showing you all these moments of growing up and and all the unfairness of it that it's just draining Oh it, yeah, it's it fucking it's relentless. sucks. Um, and I think the only thing really that makes the movie uh not completely a complete downer is when he remembers he's making an art house movie and those bits creep back in and was like, ah, fuck you, you're doing it again. <laughs> do do you? I I had this thought that Malik he set about to make a movie that was about the birth and death of the family and but he didn't tell that to anybody <laughs> um the dp chivo was under the impression that they were making a horror movie because man so much of the photography is is like creepy and yeah. tense and scary and and uh, so he thought he was making a horror movie he no, he didn't know what was really going on, and then and then the actors were told nothing at all. Mm. He was just like action. They're like, so what? what are, <laughs> is there a script for what are we? I, I thought I was under the impression. Good, this is all good stuff. This is good stuff. <laughs> this is the stuff. Yeah, just play around. Frolic, frolic, kids, frolic, and frolic. trees, and frolic. Oh, cut man. frolic. Yeah, that's a good point. There is a lot of like. I expected a bunch of the shots to mean something like negative, or maybe that's like what it's supposed to do. But there's a shot where the kid is like about to go up into this attic, and I'm like, "Ooh, what the fuck is in this attic?" And then we cut away and forget about it, and then we come back to it several times. And then at one point, there's like a dude. giant tall man, and he's riding a bicycle around, and the giant tall man in there. What the fuck was that about? Yeah, and that came. That came. I wrote that down because because. There had a couple of notes where it was like, "Is this kid? Uh, is the, where what? God, was he abused so in the, the attic? Place. Oh God, I hope not. Was he abused by the giant in the attic? 
Like, all kidding aside, that is what I thought it was, like, because of the intro of the attic is so, like, creepy. Yeah. And then we see the attic, and then we see him up there with this man who we have no idea who it it's is. It's like a Laura Palmer situation. Like, like, is that her? Is that Bob? <laughs> did there, did did Dad Pitt molest these kids up in the I attic? Think, I don't think so. I don't think the dad did, but I, I'm not ruling out that something else, or someone else, like... Mm, the tall man? Who the fuck? Like, what else is the tall man there for? The tall man, which came that came after seeing that. Uh, wait, is that before or after the 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 mom was like helping vagrants and doesn't even matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then the kid is maybe talking to ghosts. Um, oh, the the what the fuck is the tall man in the attic with the little kid on a bicycle? That note came right after I wrote this note, Joey. Okay. I hope you aren't as violent with your kids as Brad Pitt was. I won't be as violent. I hope not. Yeah, I don't have the stomach to be violent. Good. With with, with my children. Um, well, did it make you feel good that um, the family enjoyed happier times when dad wasn't when he, there? When he left and everyone had like a great time. Yeah, they were like, Phew. but then they went off the rails. Yeah, well, in like a really safe 1950s sort of way. Like they, they killed that frog, that rocket they, frog. They did shoot a frog. Rocket off frog. They chased mom around with like a snake or something in the house. That was fucked up. They terrorized that poor woman. She really, <laughs> that woman had absolutely no agency. No, I no, guess that's the, a nineteen fifties no thing. No one respected her. No, it was <laughs> the kids didn't. The dad didn't. The neighbors didn't seem to. This poor woman. Um. So there's a there's this music cue. That happened happens a couple times, and it is so perfectly music from This American Life that on multiple occasions, I was like, this is what the This American Life movie should have been. <laughs> like, as an art piece and all this, like, it's just... It's just a, an American life. Like, mm-hmm. That's in our story in one act, all of them, together. Um... A story in 312 acts. <laughs> first, first act, Birth of the Universe. Did you ever see the the This American Life TV ser- series? I didn't. I saw one of them or one piece of one of them. There's a story, I think it might have been like the last one of the second season, but it's called like John Smith. Mm-hmm. And it finds a bunch of different people named John Smith, like all right now today, John Smith. It'll It found a baby. So it goes to the baby. It finds like an adolescent, and it finds like a middle-aged man. What that baby old... have to say? <laughs> Not much, but it like it chronicles this like non-existent life in in like the span of this one shoot. Like they show a baby version, blah blah blah, blah, blah and you kind of see it, like you stitch it all together in your head is like, oh, that's what happened to the, for this person. It's really neat. Right. That's cool. Um, and this kind of gave me that vibe obviously with a billion more dollars behind it um i don't know i don't this movie's not that wasn't expensive no like the actors the actors have to get themselves there there's no transpo there's no rentals there's oh. no lodging they you gotta want to work with matt you want to work with him really yeah and, and they they they're not i mean they're working for whatever like sag minimum or something just still Man. plenty of money, but when you're a multi-millionaire actor and you could be getting paid a lot more, yeah, making like eight hundred dollars a day, it, or whatever it is, that well, sounds like a lot. I, I I'm in the wrong like business. A, I think it's like a thousand now. Fuck, 
fuck, I'm in the wrong side of this. That's <laughs> yeah. so much money. Yeah, I know. How do I get into acting? <laughs> that seems easy, right? Yeah. That can't be difficult. No, no. Just um, one of the most difficult things that there is to get into. That's crazy to me that to work with this person, you have to be willing to eat so much shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's not like they don't have like, okay, that's lunch. It's a <laughs> catering tent and it's fucking, you know, eight choices of foods and, a, yeah. you know, it's like, it's pretty low budget. I'm sure they have catering, but not like what these movie stars like Brad Pitt are used to. It was until I saw this, like we talked about it last year, Mother was Mother. the biggest budget art house student film I had, student film <laughs> call I had student ever film. seen yeah um, which i i'm glad i saw it i liked it i i fucking love mother i've, I've i think about it all the time yeah well that this reminded me of that it's like i enjoy this movie as a concept and the sum of its parts more than i enjoy watching it mother i like watching a little bit more but it's kind of the same thing where it's like you have this idea and you express it in a visual way and in like i couldn't have done myself because I'm not crazy like you. And it's <laughs> like I, I enjoy seeing somebody with these ideas and this right. much money. But I I like you were saying, I can't imagine what he went up to somebody with the checkbook and was like, All right, I'm gonna make a movie about the sum like the entirety of hum- human existence. And like, does the script say like image uh, fire in space image no uh, see, weird planet that's Imi- i want to i want to read i want to look at some of these i want to see the script that the actors got before i mean cuz i before they made the movie cuz a lot of times the actors aren't signing on to a script with Malik, they're just Signed like Terrence Malik's work. making it great I, i'm in what's the i don't care what the role is i'm in Whoa. and but he I would love to know what the what they were working from because because I know that it changed. I know his editorial process is is insane as evidenced by with this movie. So in uh, full disclosure, the, so there's a the it's it's pretty new to the Criterion collection mm. and on the Blu-ray and probably the DVD too, they have in addition to the movie that we watched they have a totally different version of the movie, which has it's something like 45 or 50 minutes of footage that is not in this. Holy shit. But the runtime is about the same. <laughs> For real. Wow. So it's a very different movie. And what I've heard is it really, um, it elucidates more, uh, I think, of like Brad Pitt and Jessica Chastain's backstory, I think. Oh. And about like how it, they became who they are. Interesting. I think that's what it said. And and like or, before they met, I think maybe. Oh. I think I, I I can't remember exactly, but but um, but but the, the fact that you could make like almost a totally different movie is is it's sort of a hallmark of the way Malik makes movies. Like he made Thin Red Line, which is a great movie, also Criterion. Mm. Um. Uh which probably wouldn't be right for this podcast, but cause it's great, but there's a, there's a whole version of the movie. Well, Adrian Brody thought he was a star. This is a famous story. Yeah, Adrian yeah. Brody thought he was a star of the movie. He went to the, pre- the premiere with his mom and whatever, and he's barely in the movie. Wow. Uh, there was a version of the movie that they tested that was like two hours long. The star of the movie is Billy Bob Thornton. 
all of their voiceover narration, just like this movie, was Billy Bob Thornton, all of it. And in the movie that came out, Billy Bob Thornton does not appear. He's not in the movie, not his narration, not his face, none of it. And there was a whole version of the movie where he was the guy. Did they put that on the Blu-ray? Mm-mm. Oh. oh, I would love to see that. Yeah. that's That sounds so exhausting. Like, yeah, I feel as like, an editor. As an editor, as a filmmaker, I feel like you could make so much more and so much better shit if you stop doing it that way. Like, is... Is that really what makes his stuff good? Is because there is no plan and it's so fluid? Like, I think it's part of. It. I mean, it's like it's like he's he's sort of like creating like jazz poetry out of out of out of story and out of images and narrative. Yeah, it just I, before Thin Red Line, which was the movie he made after his like huge break. Right there was there wasn't that many. There's like two or. Three. Yeah. So how Two, I think. how did he get to the point where they're like, I don't fucking care. Like, just, just sign me up. Like, were those two or three movies he made before the twenty year break that incredible? Now I've only seen Badlands. Okay, which is great. It's also Criterion. Well, um, I'll tell you, Badlands. As soon as you see it, the second the music starts in Badlands, you're like, what? Where have I heard this music before? And it's because you've seen True Romance. And they they could it is almost a Xerox, which is a company that made photocopiers back <laughs> in the uh, past yeah. um, when the universe exploded out of uh, nothingness. But fish vaginas, um, vagina fish, nice. <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's the same music, which I hate the music in True Romance because I was like, what is this music? It's so anachronistic. It doesn't belong in that movie. I think I'm a lot of people disagree. But it is, they're straight copying from uh, Badlands. And the music is appropriate for Badlands. So I, I, I've seen I'm True Romance once. I can't even place it. But Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I. It's got it's this like weirdly like light score. And it, it doesn't. Is it I, more, fuck that movie. Is it more narrative? Badlands or True Romance? True Romance. Is Badlands more narrative? Oh yeah, very it's much. It's like a movie movie. Very much. Okay. And then what was the second movie? It wasn't Days of Heaven, was it? That's one thing. That's one of them. Yeah, it was Days. Of, then it was. It was Days of Heaven, and then and then it was like silence for twenty years or something. And he did. He did things like he walked from Texas to California. That's what he did in that twenty years. Yeah. Okay. He's, cool. He's just like he was just like off the reservation. So he's just a nutcase. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, basically. And I mean. Like I said at the beginning, I respect this whole thing's this whole movie's thing. I just don't think it's a good movie. Um, it's impressive, but not enjoyable. See, which is interesting because I enjoy it, but as soon as while watching it for this, mm. I was I would, I'm glad that you liked it mm. because I was feeling like oh no. <laughs> It's so it's so uh, incoherent as far and impenetrable yeah. as far as the narrative and for the format of the show that we've. But I, I I feel like we've this conversation has been in keeping with the the spirit of the movie and then we've kind of like <laughs> jumped all over, the place, all over the place. And, yeah, and I you know you were talking about like having trouble and needing to go to sleep. I I got I I start having notes 
where I wrote, why is it so much easier to fall asleep when you're not supposed to? Because I was falling asleep <laughs> too last night. And, and it's like, if I lay down on the couch, I wouldn't fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. But I'm watching something that I, ha- that I want to watch or that I have to watch. doesn't matter. Fall right asleep. <laughs> I could go to bed. Wouldn't fall asleep. I could go to bed. I could be watching it in bed, which I wouldn't do because I, I don't want to interrupt uh, my lady friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't fall asleep. I, it wouldn't be the same. <laughs> it would not be the same. It's just when you're like, fucking, it, it's so much easier. That's it's like that sweet nectar <laughs> of sleep when you can't have it. Yeah. Uh, it's there is. I say I'm looking at my stuff now. There's there's one moment that really stands out to me as far as plot goes and that's where the kid literally considers murdering the dad at yeah. one point yeah he is he is a straight serial killer at that point yeah he's the dad has had i feel like this the previous scene too he had kind of had one of his uh you know outbursts or being um Outburst. hyper strict that's the word i'm like strict father, father. strict and he was working under his car, and it was up on, like, a jack, and the kid's just, like, looking at the jack, and you're like, oh, fuck. And his name is Jack. Oh, yeah. Jack. That, Murder. I think this movie would be 500% more palatable without the whispering. Why is that? It's, all his movies are like that. They all have the whisper shit on it? You got, I mean, I won't subject you to it, but To the Wonder is so bananas and, and actually to to be honest i have not seen knight of cups or king of knights or whatever the, the hell that movie he made a couple years ago and then i think he's made another movie like at, pro- progressively when you see the trailers for his movie i think i made this joke too already yeah, hey, maybe I'll, i made that joke already like on the podcast no, i don't know I'll probably, I'll probably i may have said if i had you know what it's still funny yeah like the trailers all look like it's like a spoof movie, like you know how there's like scary movie or you know teen movie. It's like it's like a movie called Important Movie. It's ah! just like making fun of. It hurt my feelings <laughs> the way you fake laughed at that. <laughs> I was trying to pretend like I hadn't heard the joke. Is that? <laughs> oh man. Oh. But no, that is really good because this at is, a certain this point, this is what death feels like. <laughs> I mean, we saw it in the movie, and now I'm experiencing the feelings of it, and it's not pleasant no but it's accurate because it doesn't feel good it it has everything in it that if you were just gonna do a parody like important movie the whispering the nonsense the crotch cams the up angles it's all in there yeah and crotch cams yeah that's everything you want you know (laughs) (laughs) um the the back to the present thing which is we're back at sean penn's work and Where he apparently just woke up <laughs> and remembered <laughs> he has a scene yeah. today. Yeah. Oh, I'm in a building. Um, I'm walking. I'm Sean Penn. Here's, I feel like it's at this point where it gets really like ethereal. Yeah. Because he's walking through this field. We've seen him in a couple times in like interspersed with his day to day work. And then you see these wrapped bodies at one point on in this like flooded beach or something. Mm-hmm. Like a baptism of like, I took that to be like the afterlife. Me too. Yeah, because it, it's like everyone he interacted with 
is in this space. Including following his young self out, it's, which is never do that. That's yeah, how horror movies follow. start. No, do not follow. If you see a young you, run, run the yeah. other direction. Yeah. Because you dead. I've seen Primer. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Um, it's, it, he sees like his father. Everyone's kind of like the age we've seen them at for the bulk of the movie. So Jessica Chastain's like as old as she was and she's like talking to Sean Penn, which that maybe goes to what you're saying about the mom being gone at yeah. some point. But I feel like he talked to his dad on the phone, didn't he? At one point when he like, we he found called out- his dad and left a message, I think. Okay. I didn't, I, I couldn't tell if like when we found out that one of the brothers died, if that was all like in this same time period as us seeing Sean Penn, or if this is way later, than- I th- I think the brother dying happened when they got those phone calls. Yeah, so he was still working at the plant. So I I think that I think what we're supposed to understand is how the death of that older brother like was the older brother that died shattered. Yeah, I thought it was the younger brother that no, died. Well, no, I thought Sean Penn. Sean Penn's the older brother. It's true. Right? Am I crazy? Listen, man. I don't know. I, the I don't one, have any answers for you. Sean? I know he died when he was 19. Yeah. The brother died when he was 19. I was I was thinking that we wa- we were watching how the death of a child fucked up your life. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. That happened later. I'm, but, I'm real. Look, I was real tired. Yeah. I, no. I, I don't even have the high excuse. Well, and I I watched the back half of the movie this morning, so I was hopefully not high anymore. But it's it's just one of the those types of things you just have to let it wash over you, and then you take away like as much as you're willing to think about it. Which in your case, you think about it for an entire day afterwards. I imagine it gets better the more you think about the movie and not necessarily watch it. Well, cause you're synthesizing your own thoughts about it and you're, you're analyzing and you're, you're making, it's like a, it's like a, not, it's not, it, not a blank slate, but it's a, like a collection. Of, I felt that way about, about uh, the movie where the wild things are like the, the, how you felt about the movie depended on what you brought to it. Yeah. And good or bad. The like Spike it, Jones one. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. I loved it. Yeah, I've, and I've been meaning to. I, I I really loved it, but it's because the movie, it it or the movie Nebraska, a movie I fucking hate. Really? Uh, yeah, I liked Nebraska. Oh, I hated that movie, I, which is fine. I've only seen it once, but I, I remember liking it. Oh man, it made me so angry. And I, I grew up in one of those towns. <laughs> that that, but that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Everybody I talked to liked it or loved it was like, Oh man, it's just like my town or that's exactly the relationship I had with my dad or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cool. That movie sucks balls. <laughs> I mean, like even, even as, uh, not just aesthetically, but just like the craft of making the, of the filmmaking is, is anyway, we're talking about a different movie mm. right now. Um, but I, I, I think that that is definitely true. What you said is that you start thinking about it and you start infusing the movie because it has all of this area for you to fill in. Mm-hmm. You infuse it with whatever's going on with you and the movie either becomes better or worse yeah. depending on what you think about it. And, and like I said at the beginning, like it's, it's an achievement that I don't want to see again. Just, Interesting. I I 
admire the fuck out of it and did not enjoy watching it. Um, but I, I still think what it's a conflicting really, feeling. It's, it's yeah, it's it's really amazing. But I would not be like Kim. You should watch this. Yeah, it's it's like and like Kim you, can hang with David yeah. Lynch and all that shit too. And I, I just be like, I don't think you need to see it. It's like we talked about it. It's it's a it's a very difficult movie to recommend. To yeah, people. and and I I got because I remember us talking about it even before, like we were doing this podcast like back last year, talking about you liking this movie in spite of itself. Yeah, and and it makes total sense. Mother is my version of this movie. Mother. Like because of how like gross that movie gets. Yeah, that is where I. <laughs> That is where I like. We've all seen your drawings, Joey. We yeah. we, we know we know how gross you like yeah, it. It just gets worse. Um, the the very ending scene when we're in this sort of afterlife beach is, and it, it again started making me feel like the. If you see the signs for afterlife beach, by the way, again run heart, no go heart, away go to it go to it oh okay because yeah, you'll just see Jessica Chastain's hands in front of the sun for fifteen minutes as she says, "I give him to you hands." I give you my son. Sons. As other ladies are like rubbing her. It's I weird. I think it's that. I think, I think that's her. That's some kind of representation. Of, I think she was actually gay. Oh, that w- weird. Yeah. Weird thought. Yeah. W- just from that. Yeah. <laughs> that's just what you wanted. I got to tell you, I was real high at the time. Yeah, I, no, I, yeah, wasn't I was rolling on ecstasy at that moment. <laughs> There was, I can't remember, there was one other moment, and is maybe it was just because I could tell she, like, so didn't like Brad Pitt. Like, she felt trapped or something. Yeah. Like, I kind of got, like, a little bit of that, but it, it definitely isn't. You were getting a vibe? Yeah, a little bit of a vibe. And it was like, nice. oh, maybe she, like, left and, like, you know, married a woman like she always really wanted to, but it's 1950s. Right. Or, or, you know, who knows? And then the she probably that, didn't marry a woman in the seventies or eighties or yeah, whatever. or lived with a still woman. a very difficult time. Yeah, that, but still a difficult time. But I, but I mean, the fact that I can like, like all joking aside, entertain that is like a an avenue that maybe is neat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I all in. I think it's great. I'm never going to watch it again, but I think wow. it's great. I I might watch that other version at some yeah, point just because really I'm really it. really. I want to see how that works, but I've repeaked my interest in it. Yeah, seeing this again. Um, well, that's that's the tree of life, and I, you know they plant a tree is. at one point. I assume that was it. <laughs> that okay. was the tree of life. Fair enough. Yeah, so I think they plant it within the first twenty minutes. So after you see him plant the tree, you can just skip to the end. <clears throat> <clears throat> so Criterion usually gives movies. I I was kind of surprised I didn't see it for this one. They usually give movies three reasons why they're included in the Criterion Collection, so I have written my own. Three reasons why Tree of Life is in the Criterion Collection. Reason one, I hate this movie. (laughs) Reason two, I love this movie. Reason three, I hate that I love this movie. (laughs) So... That's pretty succinct. Yeah, it's... It it, feels accurate. It's real good. I've never. I've. I saw Thin Red Line in the theater, and all I remember thinking it was more boring. More boring. Saving Private Ryan. So <laughs> like that's the only other one of his movies I've ever seen. And then dumped into the deep end. I assume with this one. So, um, I'm glad someone's out there doing it. But boy, 
Um, and then I've rewritten the Criterion synopsis. Um, and I thought the entire time, I don't even remember what I wrote. Uh, so I'm not going to pre-read it. Okay. I don't remember what I wrote, but I wrote it last night before I'd even finished it. Oh, perfect. Mm -hmm. It sounds about right. Um, so I remember you saying that your second note or whatever, after I had just started was good luck. You're like trying to synopsize synopsize this movie. movie. So I was thinking, I was like, how do I, I had a couple options. Like, how do I go about this? And I decided on thus. <clears throat> Listen, life, the film, all of it, ultimately, despite, I'm not going to do the whole thing in Whisper, despite being a fun ride, is pointless. Afterwards, you will be left stoned at 2 a.m., trying to decipher the meaning of everything when the point and meaning of it is that there is no point or meaning to any of it. It all continues on with or without you, and sometimes in spite of you, there is beauty, there is pain, there is love, there is laughter, there is hate, but unfortunately none would be the same without the other. So, much like life, we endure the tree of life rather than enjoy it and love it in spite of ourselves because rather than aid us in the escapist fantasies of something bigger and better than what we have, all we remember is that we all, all we remember is what we actually have where it's messy, unfair, and grand fart noise. <coughs> I think that that holds. Good. I mean, having okay, written good. that before you finished the movie, <laughs> I think it you, you pretty much nailed it. Okay, good. Well, um, never again, but I liked it. So interesting. I would I would watch it again. Yeah, two thumbs up. Yeah, uh, for the tree right of up life. there, right up there in the tree. <laughs> that they plant that they planted about twenty minutes there, and you skipped the end. <laughs> um, so. Next episode, we're going to do The Last Temptation of Christ. That's right. Martin Scorsese doing his best Oliver Stone impression. <laughs> and, and Willem Dafoe as Jizu, right? Oh, is that man. who he is? Yeah, and, okay. it, and it's like, I, I, oh, maybe I shouldn't say anything. No, go ahead. Because I, I, I'll probably forget next time and I'll be like, <laughs> oh, man, I got this great take. <laughs> got my hot take. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. I'm going to save it all for the next movie. Well, if you want to watch along with us for the next episode, The Last Temptation of Christ, which I guess is controversial. Oh, it was, extre- <laughs> it was extremely controversial when it came out. Is the, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but it's what I've heard. Isn't it like he's just like, you will die for the sins, and he's like, nah. No, you got to see the movie. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to it. If you want to follow along, Criterionauts at gmail.com, Criterionauts on Twitter. You can email us with suggestions from the deep catalog of Criterion on the ExplosiveMagicCode.com website. Um, I think that's it. I've been Criterionaut Joey. I've been Criterionaut Chris. And we'll see you next time for Last Temptation. Das Vidania. <laughs> <laughs>